Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Grant. Hello there, music fans. And George. Hello there, music lovers. I switched it up on you guys and Grant's <laughs> given the big fist. Uh, each episode of Flawless, a uh, host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about how they discovered it, why they love it and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. There's a link to it in the show notes. And in the group, we announce in advance what albums we're going to be covering. So you can have your say and let us know what you think about those albums. So check out the link in the show notes. We also have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month and you'll get early access to the episodes and access to our special bonus episodes as well. Links in the show notes for that as well. And Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., we are on Clubhouse for a live chat with you and all of our friends about episodes of the podcast and our favorite albums and all the flawless music that you love. So Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, search on Clubhouse for Australian Music Industry and you will find us. So this episode, we have a couple of guests. For the first Jeez, time, we hey. have Gosh. five mics set up. How good. I had to track down a fifth oh. mic from a friend. So thank you to Kara from Cruising for a Reviews and Podcasts for lending us <laughs> yes. her uh, mic. Much appreciated. Would you like to introduce yourselves? G'day, my name's Alex. My name's Jacob. Uh, we play in a band called Shag Rock. I thought we were going to say it together. Shag Rock. Shag Rock. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bit like Fraggle Rock, but controversial? I'm not sure what that is. Oh, oh no. Because they are young yeah. people. Yes, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Do you well, know what that you. is? I feel bad. It's a children's TV show from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Muppets-esque. Yeah. I'd near the mother, don't worry. <laughs> So tell us about Shag Rock. Please. The name or the the band? What do you guys? Whatever band you, that you would are like. Literally yeah. Start where you want. Start well. Well, Alex and I, we are sort of sort of started way back in 2011 at school and continued it until now. So we've been writing music that whole time. Awesome, awesome. I love to hear it, guys. In 2011, still at school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it goes to what you said before. Yeah, um, I feel dead So inside. when did you finish school? May I ask if we can ask you? 2012. Some 2012. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are a decade into this. Yeah, this yeah just ticked over. Wowzers. Yeah. Hey. I realised that. Cool. It's, been, it's been a long run, hasn't it? But like, we, have, we didn't really get serious till like 2015, 16, so. And how's that served you getting serious? Good. Helped? Yeah, a lot. Good? <laughs> I okay. Think we, yeah. It doesn't always. No, it doesn't, it doesn't always yeah. help, but uh, it definitely, I think so. Yeah, I'd say that first, those first years, four years were not really. Yeah, we just sucked. It was just, it was just <laughs> yeah. working out how Jeez. to play instruments. So yeah, literally. We didn't know how to, so. That's the ideal time to do it though, right? Yeah. Like high school bands and stuff. Yeah, no high school bands know how to play instruments. That's just not. I had no idea. All I knew how, I just decorated my guitar a lot and yeah. just uh, played from that. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. So you And are... Brisbane based? You guys finished school here in Brisbane? Yeah, we did. Nice. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So where can people find out more about Shag Rock and what you're up to? There you go. Um, wow. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Spotify. Twitter? Twitter, people. very occasionally. Awesome. TikTok? TikTok. Oh, nice. We're on all the platforms yeah. and stuff. It, that's our next one is TikTok. Is it really? <laughs> no, it's not. no, it really isn't. I'm not good enough for the other ones to start another one. Start a new one. <laughs> okay, cool. Break up the friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and what album would you like to nominate for this episode? Uh, Ginger Safari, eponymously titled.
Fantastic. <laughs> Nicely done. Cool. This. From 2013. Yes, so released 17th of May 2013 on Island Records. Mm-hmm. So, first question, what made you pick this album? Why, Ginger? Uh, it's just super sentimental for both of us. Like, We um, used to make these massive surf trips when we were in like, oh, here we I go. don't know, maybe yeah. 18, 19. We used to go down to Angari. There's a few other reasons, but like this particular album was one that we listened to going up and down that coast on on those trips and like I just always remember those trips and I'm sure you do too yeah but um the reason we got involved with Ginger Safari was we're just massive fans growing up like grade 11 12 um we used to listen a lot to Ginger and they were sort of like our heroes and um one day we I think it was first year uni would have been if it was 2013 yeah, yeah. do you want to tell that bit I think it's more relevant please tell the tell all the stories guys oh um we were oh, just sitting man. at home like massive fans like we put our shit up on Triple J on Earth and um, just got an email. And it was from Ginger Safari. Like, hey, do you want to come support us? Because I think we said we sound like Ginger Safari, even though we just wanted to sound like <laughs> yeah. you, can put, you can tag them. So they must have found that nice. and been like, hey, do you guys want to support? And we just lost our marbles. Yeah, that was great. I remember I was I was sitting at home downstairs yeah. and you guys were, you were Kevin at uni. uni. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, this is unbelievable. Because like we hadn't supported any band really at that time, I think. It was like the first one and it was the... You know, our yeah. idols at the time. Mm-hmm. They'd yeah. sold out the zoo and they wanted us to support us and support them. We were like 17. We were just like, this, this is unreal. That, that we're going to die. all life goals there. Yeah. 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 Let's pack it up as a band. That's sure. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Big question. Usually we say, have you ever seen this band live? And obviously, yes. Yeah. Um, but what's it like to meet your idols? Oh, this is like, oh, it's like they were so down to earth. So it's just like, you, you've, Scared for like t- uh, 10 seconds. And then you're like, wow, these guys are just normal just people. Just normal people. Like, They're human like beings, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, well, there's a semi-funny story from that is uh, they need, they forgot their keyboard and the, the main, one of the main guys um, plays like sitar and so many instruments and one of the things he plays is keyboard. So he asked if he could borrow ours and we had a keyboardist at the time. We were a five-piece um, and we're a different five-piece now sort of. But um, he ended up crowd surfing or keyboard surfing on our keyboard which is just hilarious thinking wow. back because you're like, the audacity. Like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. four bands and then end up Someone else's keyboard, it. you'd think, yeah. turn it down yeah. a little. Yeah. No, it was no, all no. in. That's, that's rock and roll. It's like a shitty Yamaha. He probably looked at him and went, well, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. This has yeah. got much of a life <laughs> in it. worth absolutely yeah. nothing. I'm going to take this for the best ride of its life. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But you guys are like 17 going, well, this cost me all my pocket money to buy this keyboard. Probably cashing that as Yeah. Just a crappy keyboard we've had when we were kids or whatever. Jeez. So that's so. No wonder it's sentimental for you to mm. have this these guys, your idols, and you've actually supported them at a sold out show. Wow! Yeah. And did you support them again anytime after that? So they no, just one show, just, just one, one, show. one show only. Bro. Yeah, yes. we were just like just one show. Thinking there. back to that show, I just remember being the most nerve wracking moment of yeah. my life to that point. Yeah, that point yeah. Nice. Mm. And I remember there was like just not knowing what to do, and like the crowd was looking like you know pretty thick and like. Mm serious older individuals between 18 and 25 which seemed scary at the time yeah. and there was like one girl i remember standing like off to the left and she had like a very reassuring look on her face and i remember I just she just got me through the gig she was like give me lots of smiles That's and right. like yeah. thumbs up i was like yeah. <laughs> i got this because <laughs> we looked like schoolboys. boys right? yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> short back and sides yeah yeah what cool story that's sweet. okay so 
I'm going to do this in a short time because I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question. Grant and yes. George, had you ever heard of Ginger Safari before? No. No, no but I, I am a ginger. Not. You are a ginger. As am I. <laughs> so. Yeah, we've got two gingers yeah. in the room. Um, and I know what a safari is. There you go. My grandparents so, had safari suits. Uh, nice. No, but they, they sound like the kind of band that you'd hear at Splendor. Yes. So their their big breakthrough moment was that they had their music up on Unearth Triple J on Earth, and they got selected to play a Splendor in the to open a Splendor in the Grass because Splendor cool. pick one band each year off the Unearth platform to open the festivities, mm-hmm. and they picked those guys um, in twenty ten. Cool. So they were oh. yeah, that was their big thing, and then after that, you know, they played it and. Splendor is the kind of festival where people do show up early because they know there's going to be lots of cool bands even if they haven't heard of them that much. So they show up early and they took off from there and blew up big. Because I'm not a young person, but I've definitely been to Splendor. So I feel like I'm cool by proxy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Confirmed. Cool. Confirmed. Confirmed. There you go. Validated. Awesome. Yes. And they are no longer a band. They are not. They called it a day in 2016, I think it was. Actually, quite sad time for us. We're yeah, like, damn, end of an era. Oh. I remember sending a message to them. I was like, "You don't believe? You'll never know how much you actually meant to us." <laughs> so embarrassing oh. looking back, but you know, oh. I feel like that. Because yeah. like, it really did. It like sort of shaped our like, young lives. I was like, "Oh, mm. they need it. They need to hear it." Hear yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. it was the soundtrack, sure. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really was nice. Because the article I read about them breaking up was that they published it on the same day that David Bowie died. And it was them, and actually three bands all posted on the same day that they were breaking up. So it was them, um, Leader Cheetah, and the Kairos. Oh, oh guys, I knew you were going to say the Kairos. Yeah. <laughs> so all three of those bands, on the day Bo- David Bowie died, were all on the Facebook page going, oh, and also, we're calling it done. Uh, well, so it was a bit of a sad day for lots of reasons. Fact. Yeah. It was, wow. I, I'm assuming it's true. The articles seem to think it was true. So, But sure. then even after they broke up, they still released an album. So they... Their second album, which I don't have the name of, but it was actually a double album. Oh, it was like... Something by Day and Something by Night or something like that. Yeah, I really wish I'd written it down. But yeah, so they were like, we're breaking up, but we've still got all this stuff ready to go and recorded, so we don't want you to be leg hanging, so we're going to put this out. And they put out a double album after they'd broken up. Wow. Crescent Sun and Crescent Moon. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So I found out their influences like on their Triple J page Mm -hmm. and was... Thoroughly impressed that it was Paul Simon, yeah, Arcade Fire, and Peter Gabriel. Wow. And all I think of is um, there's that Peter Gabriel song in your eyes that they play during Say Anything when he's holding up the like stereo and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, yep, these guys are influenced by some pretty awesome stuff. And uh, you can definitely hear the Paul Simon in the vocals. Mm. Mm. So, do you know what they're named after? Oh, I did read. So, isn't it in Zimbabwe? In, um, U- one, in Uganda. Uganda. Oh, Uganda. So, Marcus Azon, who's the lead singer, I think. Yep. He, um, his grandmother lives. It comes from a town in East Africa called Ginger, in Uganda, mm-hmm. which I was like, cool. cool. So it's not actually like a red. They're going hunting for redheads. <laughs> In the, back, yeah. in the back of a van it's an actual no, town that's good we're citing them hunting yeah. in the back of a van no no it's a town it's yeah. a town it's a town it's a town which makes sense because they've got so much African drum yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so much right yeah so they, they come by that sound honestly which I was good to feel I felt good about mm-hmm. so because my first thought was Vampire <laughs> Weekend but, hey, I like, but I was like oh, yeah. they're not they For probably sure. wouldn't be influenced by Vampire Weekend so much as they're influenced by the same people, Peter Gabriel and 
Paul yeah. Simon. Paul Simon, well, that they were in. And yeah. um, Lady Smith, Black Mombasa and those sorts of guys. Yeah, I was thinking bands like the drums and Darwin D's and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got those oh, yeah. vibes. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they started out, Ginger Safari started as a two-piece. So it was Marcus and Cameron Pepper Knight. And they were literally just the two of them doing stuff, just mucking around. Apparently they played their first ever show out in the forest. They just oh, got a bunch shock. of they <laughs> were, <laughs> oh, oh, just too cool for us. They got a bunch of family and friends and just said, Hey, we're gonna be playing out here in the forest, come out and watch us play. <laughs> and then over time they sort of got as they got bigger, they got touring members and then when they realized by the time they were recording an album, they were like, All right, well we've got these touring members who we play with all the time who we really like, so let's just make them in the band and would they recorded the band together they recorded the album together. Yeah, they had a cool band. Mm. So that was cool guys. cool guys. Joe Citizen on bass, Alistair Roach on percussion and Jacob Borg on drums. So Borg. different people doing drums and percussion which sounds right because they are very yeah. percussion heavy there's yeah. lots of drums <laughs> going on like yeah. even when there's a regular drum kit going on there's always something yeah. else going on as well which i thought was really but cool i saw like djembe drums and stuff being played on their mm. facebook pictures mm. so i was like yep okay they're yeah, doing a lot they're... of energy live they'd just be going at it yeah, yeah. So good to yeah, I think that was definitely the mindset they put me in of like just listening to them. i was like yeah i'm straight back to splendor in the grass mid-afternoon set band that maybe not a lot of people have heard of but everyone just there's two drummers up there. We're mm. going to go crazy it's and gone. just have a big yeah. dance. It's going to be awesome. Hey, it's a dance party. Yeah. Awesome. So why this album then? It was pretty important for us in particular. Do you mean yeah. why do we well, want to sell just, it? Yeah, was it, it, it was the EP first, was it? And they, then, had, they had a couple of EPs, yeah. yeah. And then and this was their debut it, this album. This was their debut. Mm-hmm. It's weird because we found every song on it just was so strong and so unique throughout, So, which is just such a good sign of an album when every song's different but just hit so well each each in their own. But this one was, yeah, as Ali was saying, we used to put on in the car. We had this CD and it was just, it would get an absolute battering. Like every time we'd go for <laughs> a trip, we're like, we're putting it in. And then the, the album starts with sort of a, I think it's like a penny dropping into a mm-hmm. jukebox mm-hmm. type yeah. thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's just so iconic for us. And yeah. it really, it You're just the brings road, back right? those memories. And also we wrote a lot together. We still do, the two of us. So it just sort of was the start of us really shaping our writing. So it's um just mm. has a good meaning to us. There's so much to explore well. in that album. Like it's just endless. Mm. Like you, it's one of those albums where you listen to the songs over and over, and you're still hearing new things. Yeah, all the time. Could true. Believe that. Yeah. To have all those little twinkly background things that you can yeah. tune into, and mm. I think it was all self-produced. I think Pepper did it all himself with Marcus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was produced by Pepper and then mixed and mastered by Chris Zane and Greg Calby. So, cool. but yeah, he produced it all. Which yeah, it's definitely there. The They've got like that yeah. DIY yeah, but... vibe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he deleted the whole thing by accident. Oh no, that was his, uh, I'm pretty sure that was his own project. Oh, oh no. yeah, he had was. a full album and yeah, accidentally that's right. deleted. Oh, back it up! Bloody yeah. hell! Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Lost oh, God. Because are you still in touch with him at all? Because I tried tracking down Marcus to see if he's online, Facebook page, Twitter account, or anything like that, and I couldn't find I think anything. We're Facebook so I wasn't friends sure. with him. Yeah, we are, and <laughs> really? Pepper as well. Yeah, they still had like musical projects or anything they'd been doing since 2016. Marcus has his own project, I think, but I don't. He hasn't done a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a couple of songs. I think because they all have their like families as well, so yeah, they've taken a bit of a step back, but still take their music throughout their yeah. lives. I think. I think Pepper still lives wherever he lives. Yeah, he had a teepee that he lived in. Yeah, we know way too much about really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> him. We're not super fans. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care that much about him. Yeah. <laughs> So did they release any singles or anything like that? For like, I imagine Triple J played them if they're on, on Earth. So mm. what um, would there they was play? one single. I wrote down which one it was. I think it's, it's Plagiarist, wasn't it? 
That yeah, it was plagiarist or toothless grin. Toothless grin. Toothless grin. Could have been that. Yeah, it was that when we was riding the bike around that car park. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Maybe they both. I think they both got supply. Yeah. No, they're rippers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, toothless grin is definitely got that upbeat party intro mm. and synthy. Super bit, synthy. Super synthy harmonies as well that vocals just totally Paul Simon um, and then like it has really no- lovely guitar sound in it so yes really beautiful but track it got a little heart mm. on it yeah yeah oh, like okay. super 80s pop vibe sort of stuff like yeah. a real throwback yeah that one um that one I have a little story at is because I had set it as my I only had like four songs on my old iPhone or something that I used as my alarm clock and I used I did a little Pavlov's dog on myself and put that Every time I went for a surf, I'd just play that one. And then I did it for an exam because usually when you wake up for a uni exam, you're feeling like trash. And then I was like, boom, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and it worked did so you, well. Did you pass? Yeah. Well, you hey, just got to pass like, the exam. He aces exams. Ah, <laughs> oh, 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, great song. Um, that one cuts out for some pan pipes as well. There's lots of stuff in this album where yes. like middle of a song, they'll cut down to an instrument that they haven't used before. And then mm. it's like, and then and they, they'll just do it and then play it through the end of the song, but it's not like they'll use it all the time. And the, this one was pan pipes. I was like, this is awesome. It's cool. cool. Love to hear some, yeah, yeah just actually, they love a pan pipe. We should that, bring it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring back the pan pipe. Absolutely. Yeah. I just it, wrote wind instrument, but I wasn't yeah, sure I'm which pretty, one. I felt like it was a pan I couldn't, yeah, there wasn't a lot of information Judging online about this. Judging by all of your chill out so. CDs that you have yeah. at home, you're <laughs> like, oh, definitely exactly. a pan pipe. It was definitely one of those ones where like you could like, if once again you're seeing them live, that they would just pick it up. They'd be sitting on a speaker somewhere and they just wouldn't touch it the whole set and then one someone would just pick it up and play it in and then just put <laughs> it again yeah. and forget yeah. about it. It has a cute lyric of... Which I thought was like mm. a kind of like nice, fun sweet little... They sweet hide little so many little gems of lyrics mm. in the songs I find. Yeah. Mm. It was interesting. A couple of the interviews I read said that they talked about how everything in the album was really positive and upbeat. But I found like the music itself was definitely really mostly positive sure. and upbeat. But a lot of the lyrical content wasn't necessarily like it was not really dour and dark like the national. We'll go back to the national again. <sighs> but like, you know, not necessarily the upbeat like party anthem sort of stuff. So and he did an interview where he said, I used to be a cynical prick and maybe we'll always battle with that. But I will always try to find a way back to the positive. And I think this is a conscious choice that can be made. There are enough bands singing about how bad life is and I'm happy for them to keep doing it. So it was just <laughs> like... In reference... The national no, no. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm just pulling that out. That would really that out of something. Yeah. A great circle. But yeah, I think that's something we've actually taken on board as well as a band. Like we don't always write about positive stuff and it's usually when we're writing songs is when we're a bit sad. So you sort of but we usually write upbeat songs. So it's something we probably subconsciously adopted is sort of hiding Yeah, definitely. Um, sort of masking it in an upbeat song, which people seem to like. In West Coast rock he even says it with um So you're like that. Lyric, lyric buddies. Have you got the same I lyrics? I got that one down, same yeah. Lyrics, so so we're writing down the same lyric, we're lyric buddies. <laughs> yeah. But then Twinsies. it's got those oohs and ahs, like really lovely moments mm. on it. But then, like, yeah, he hides lyrics like that amongst really soft, beautiful instruments. Mm. And um, it, it sneaks up on you. It gets yeah. you. Yeah. And that was the one where um, 
that I was like listening as I was looking at the track list. I was like, oh, that'll be about rock music from the West Coast, but it's not. It's about actual rocks on the West Coast. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I need like when I hear West Coast something, I'm thinking, well, it's got to be West Coast rap or West Coast rock, like West Coast style, but it's not. It's like actual rocks that they've come across on the West. Yeah. Um, that's got steel drums on it, I think. At the start, I think that's their instrument of choice on this one is yeah, some, some exactly. steel drums. Cool. And then just like mur- this like almost murky, sturgid bass line. It's like really crunchy. It's really cool. Mm. And then um, it, it almost comes off the beat on that song. Like it's almost mm. not like you just see like they're n- almost not quite hitting the yeah. beat together, but then they never really lose that. And it, they're yeah, kind of like perfectly imperfect. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And there's also a little interlude of the guitar coming in and mm. just going on yeah. guitar and then just hides <laughs> off again yeah, <laughs> yeah. gotta make yourself known they do yeah. have some great it's guitar guitarist. moments throughout that album like yeah. I'm, mm. we're a bit of guitar nuts yeah because that's all we do but um, yeah like you don't really expect it in that kind of music so much and you're like oh that's actually a sick guitar and that's a great tone mm. but never super showy like they'll have little no. solos faded into built in and yeah. stuff but never like look at me I'm gonna do this, this everyone look the, at me I'm about yeah. to just do this big massive guitar solo I'm gonna be this awesome cool guitar guy it's just like I'm just gonna do my little thing back here I'll probably you know don't even necessarily come to the front of the stage I'm just gonna be you know chilling I reckon it's more about the tones I just get these mm. brilliant tones yeah like just one thing has that guitar yeah. solo oh, that always hits us great yeah, yeah. Bring up, bring up the guitar that's and a hard one keyboard that one. and the guitar Which and the this? vocals just one thing just one oh, thing oh just one thing yeah comes in on the piano yes. that one so it's sure the same does. thing as like yeah. just, we're going to come in on a piano we're not going to use it for the rest of the album it's just we have a piano we'll pl- play here it, it on is. stage <laughs> here it is yeah. sounds like a merry-go-round that mm-hmm. whole melody of the piano as well it's just like on a loop mm. where the vocals join but it doesn't join it's like sits nicely on power that it's not following the same melody and I love it when that happens when the vocals are treated as a unique instrument mm. over the it's top cool. of the different thing I just the line now that's, that is a very nice piano yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then that has a really distorted guitar solo for the, as the outro yeah it mm. does that that's a cracker yeah. which is like a bit of a usually they use clean sound so it's just like takes you back mm. like, yeah yeah like it's very cool and they do a bit of the distorted thing occasionally. It's always like very like they pick their moments yeah. so yeah. carefully. But like, I remember like that was the one, like that was one of the songs we'd always like, if we were nearing like that song <laughs> yeah. in the album and we were about to stop the car, we'd be like, oh, we're just going to wait for this one. If you get about to arrive at the surf, you're like, right, we got it. We got to skip to just one thing, listen through. Yeah. And then we'll, <laughs> they will be pumped and then we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Totally see that. And cool. he sings out the words, hope you hear this drum in your distant sleep. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so the trip to Angari, that's like a couple of hours, isn't it? Yeah, so it used to be four like, hours. It's like, like shortened a, bit, a right? couple of repeats. Yeah, yeah you get a couple <laughs> of going down there, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a song we're doing a few albums, but yeah, Ginger would get at least two runs. Yeah, wow, It's still wow. in my car, actually. It's still really? in the same slot, yeah. Right. There you go. It's been there for like there. seven years. Oh, I don't know if it's stuck. I just don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't listen to CD, so yeah. it's the only thing in there. It stays there, yeah, sure. I'll take it. I only listen to CDs in my car. Grant, nice. did you have any favourite songs? Well, like I thought, I thought Apple was absolutely Apple? awesome. Yeah, mm. like strong opener, honest. yeah. Um, and um, the I wrote down uh, lyrics. No one respects you when you're young. No one believes you when you're old. Yeah, like, lyric buddies. I wrote that one. <laughs> yeah, lyric buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's nice. and the nice guitar so true, as well. Yes, and I'm like, yeah, I was like listening to something. Shit down. Yeah, I think this is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is unfortunate. As this we're is feeling, what as, life is yeah, like. As know? we're feeling old. Damn it. Yeah, and I'm feeling old now. Yeah. Definitely, I'm feeling old. It's like shit. Yeah. So it wasn't before, but anyway, I wrote those ones down, and then you know, going into Dozer, for God's sake, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think 
I should. <laughs> I need to more. I'm mm. better. Uh, and yeah. is, is there female harmony is on Dota? I oh, think it's just his, someone in falsetto. Uh, falsetto Pe- Pepper does a really good falsetto. Mm. I'm very oh, okay. Sure. I wasn't yeah. sure, so I had a question mark. Um, but yeah, I, that was really... That's a, a surfy song. Like, yeah. Dozo is yeah. definitely a surfy and song. That one sort of appealed to the younger us because there were like, lines like, I could buy you a drink if you lend me the money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Angled toward vodka at that age, yeah. I think. Cost there, efficient. There was totally yeah. a line. Now that I'm cynical and old, there's a line there. I faked my way And I was like, yes, like I've absolutely been like, yes, sir, smile sweetly for like my entire life. So um, it was like resonating with me. Mm. But But, jumping back to Apple, mm. such a perfect introduction. Like this is like gives you everything that they're going to do through the course of the album. So it's like this super joyous celebration. Um, it opens like everyone will have heard from when I drop it in. But it's like open. I think it's on an accordion. I think it's like a piano accordion mm-hmm. sound. And then oh yeah, probably is. There's um bongos, so yeah. that's where it comes in with bongos. So the regular drums, and then there's actually steel clicking. So they're not playing the drums; they're just playing the clicks on the sides <laughs> of the stuff. So already right from the start, like just messing with that percussion and playing lots of different layers and stuff. And then yeah, multi-layered guitar parts, and yeah, it's really cool. It's, yeah, it's a really good way to say this is who we are yeah. on a bit. Their debut. I know they had their EPs, but yeah. as a debut album, mm. it's a, it, def- it sets the scene, doesn't so it? You guys might know. Did any of the songs from the EPs then come forward onto the album? Because a, a lot of Australian bands, they'll have their early singles and EPs, and some of it then they'll re-record or they'll use it for the album as well. I don't think so. No, no, because I, I went through their catalog in like in lieu of this, and oh sorry, before this, and um, yeah, no, they definitely didn't because they had that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what the EP was called, honestly. Call yourself a super fan. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> you know yeah. where they're yeah. Yeah, it comes up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think I read somewhere that the first couple of EPs got re-released as a collection then after yes. this album came out. So, oh, yeah, yeah nice. Which would make sense if yeah. not to put any of the songs that carried mm. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we talked about the sitar, mm-hmm. which means we have to talk about Harrison. Harrison, yeah. Harrison. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's like an homage to George Harrison by any chance? Or oh, yeah. Not, very, not super subtle. Not super subtle at all. Like, we're playing the sitar, like, and what an instrument to pick up and play. So, yeah, um, so cool. It's a complex, beautiful one, and it has that unique sound. So, mm. as far as stringed instruments go. I think Pepper made, like, a heap of trips to India and... They went to Nepal before the album was written. He like mm. bought like the best one he could find, I think. Nice. And just mastered it. Yeah, oh, just well, a gun. I mean, he's, he's just such a gun. gun. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a musical freak. Just a gun. <laughs> and that song, I really like the outro. There's like two minutes. It just sort of, song finishes and there's like a two minute really beautiful outro. Mm-hmm. With like yeah. spacey noodly guitar parts. Yeah. Like it almost doesn't fit with the rest of the song. Like it's quite yeah. different to the rest of the song, but it's just like... Yeah, this and big open space. Quite like romantic, it talks about like I'll kiss you goodbye and stuff. Mm. It's just, yeah. It's just oh, nice. yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. really Let's nice. Just take one last walk. I don't yeah. want this kiss goodbye. That's actually a lovely moment, isn't it? It mm. is. Yeah. Mm. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, super cute. Um, that EP was called Locked by Land. Okay, cool. Oh, you should yep. know this. Yeah, yeah I know. You should know this. I know. I know what the picture mm. looks like. You're a visual man. <laughs> <laughs> George, any oh. other ones you want to? touch on 
uh, touch on, well, uh, you've got to touch on their uh, use of drugs in track four, O Benzlo. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with the lyrics such as synthesized and overprescribed, and tonight I'm grateful for that. I'm like, yep, you've been popping the benzos. Uh, so, which, so which drug is benzo? Because I try, I was like, it's a drug, benzo something, and mm. the winds came up with like ten different things that's ten different drugs that start with the word benzo. Benzodiazepam for me, one. Okay, and it can make. I you never t- got that. No, it's just literally clicking as you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. So no. Think about it. I was like, Benzo must have been a friend of theirs. You have such an Australian <laughs> thing. Just add an O on it and it's a name. Yeah. Benzo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, perfect. Shorten it, add an O. <laughs> it's definitely. So longer and longer. It's his name's Ben, but his nickname's Benzo because his nickname's oh, yeah. longer than his uh, real name. Well, there's whistling in that one, which you know I love a whistle. Mm-hmm. So, and the vocal effects. I think there's like chorus or like auto tuned. He feeds it through a vocoder. Yeah, yeah. 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 they yeah. use quite a bit of that stuff mm. throughout that mm. album. Not on, not usually. I think that's the only one does it on the vocals though. Like normally they leave the vocals clean and do a lot of stuff with the instruments, yeah. but um, that yeah. one they do. Yeah, they feed it right through a robot. In fact, I think sounds. Post Malone got um, some inspiration <laughs> from that. Song. <laughs> <laughs> As did Flo Rida. <laughs> But um, that's sure. also with like Oh Benzo, that's a big crowd shardy moment as well. Like you could see people sure. dancing and singing and mm-hmm. saying Oh Benzo, even though it's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's one that if you're not prescribed it and you just take it with a normal brain, it can make you really loved up. So okay. it's like a bit of a lovey thing, like a bit like MDMA or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> couldn't confirm. <laughs> um, it almost oh, sounds yeah. like Benzo when they say it though, I reckon. Mm. Well, but Liam, not. have you seen them? Sorry. We we haven't gone to. I haven't seen them live, no. And did you had you heard of them as well? I had heard of them, yes, yeah. I knew oh. just from my time listening to Triple J that yeah, I knew I'd heard of them. And when I when I heard the sound, I was like, oh yeah, I was kind of remember that that was the, the sound that they had. But yeah, I would only have heard them on the radio a little bit. I hadn't okay. gone and seen them live. No, oh. forgive me for not asking. I know. That's all good. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> That's rude. I know. And what about you, Liam? Uh-huh. What songs do you need to touch on? Yes. Um. I think we've almost touched on all my favourite ones. I'll just give a, get the lyrics from Toothless Grin being words are just excuses not to talk. It's <laughs> like, what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> what does that like, even mean? Like, that's really cool, but what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mr. Benzo is helping, I don't know. So I would um, think that means that you're like... You're, you're just saying random, like not just random words, but you're just saying stuff. Not verbal actually, diarrhea. Yeah, not yeah. actually connecting not with the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Just that saying <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly. Clearly articulate your feelings, please. Yeah. <laughs> your words. That's what the lyrics should have been. Yes. Clearly articulate yeah. your feelings, please. Yes. In but less words. Bay of Fire is the big upper party number to end, except it's actually about how money will ruin your life and won't solve your problems and it's anti-capitalism. So it's like oh, the, big, the big the big, party <laughs> song, yeah. except, yeah. Um, I've learned the value of a dollar through every little tip I've received. I've worked in the fields without you and it's harder than I knew to believe. Lyric buddies. Lyric buddies, George. Yeah, we oh, did it. And then you... that battle cry of it's out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. With and the more Bay of, Bay of Fires is a real place on the east coast of Tasmania. Correct. Yeah, I think he's from Tasmania, Azom. Mm. Yeah, via well, Uganda or Grand. I felt like <laughs> relatives in Uganda. Bay of yeah, Fires. Yeah, grew up in Tasmania. Bay of Fires being like we talked about Apple being the perfect intro, saying this is what you're, this is what you should expect. 
from this record and from us um, on this debut. And then Bay of Fires feels like that reprise of saying it's got a little bit of every of the other, every other track in it. Like so, it is like their I think their longest one at five minutes thirty six, mm-hmm. um, and it just feels like a collection of harking back to all the other tracks in some way, all mm-hmm. the other instruments they've used, and it's like compiling it all, and, and it's like the final outro of the album, just mm-hmm. to say, okay, you've made it through. That was a journey, and this is what we sounded like, and we're done, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. And a nice big, you could do it last song on a set as well. Like it'd be a nice cool song with lots yeah, of instruments yeah, to be one, the last song it? to mm-hmm. set, finish sounds. the set with. And vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but oh, yeah, plagiarist. Uh, that was, I really enjoyed <laughs> the um, uh, lyrical content of plagiarist. Like the whole concept is about him being really into someone, and like she doesn't seem to be into him, and he is like some type of undergrad law type or whatever. So it's obviously he's the musician muso, and she's really into this other guy who's probably like straight laced uh. or whatever, and <laughs> he's like. Getting a little antsy about it. Being and the anti-capitalist is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's got exactly. the harmonising guitars, that one. It's like ding, ding, ding. Oh, mm. yeah, true. Super guitar led that song, yeah. So these like surf as well? Yeah, yeah. So we used to surf a heap at um, North Stratty Island. Yeah. And there's a rock off there called Shag Rock, which is how we got oh, in there. Nice. Ah. There we go. Yeah. Look at that. Thank That's you. where the name came from. Yeah. It's actually a, a diving rock out there. People are like, oh, I've surfed there. I'm like, mate, no, probably have there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you no, surf in front surf. of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're like yeah. two kilometers in front of the rock on the beach. Okay, cool. It's yeah. a little fun fact. Just going back to oh, old yeah. bands, though. Oh, that's good. I remember on like the 80th listen, there was that line um, about the hype pornography. It's like, give me a chance to read the new hype pornography. And we were like, true. <laughs> what does that mean? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Well, I read that as kind of like all of like the next best thing media hype, and it's like filling yourself uh, yeah. up with porn um, because you're like getting the new hype thing. So oh, that's yeah. how I interpreted that lyric. Mm. Maybe saying like the media is porn, like it's all it's yeah, yeah. for your attention and consumption and addictive. <laughs> Not that I know, obviously. <laughs> I say nothing. Hearsay. Hearsay. <laughs> from what I've heard. From yeah. the, Never heard of this stuff. From the other boys and girls. <laughs> People seem to like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's popular. Like popcorn? <laughs> yeah, this That's is true. That's awesome. Um, oh, Walls was the first time they actually sounded ominous. Mm, that was like a super oh, yeah. low key number and they kept it low all the way through mm. the song, which yeah. they didn't do. Did it auto-tune that one? It reminds, yeah. me, it reminds me of Foles and Husky Mix, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very nice. I listened back these days and I was like, that's very like Spanish Sahara Foles type. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's cool. But it felt like sweet electronic-y moments in that one, which mm. like more so than yeah. the other tracks for sure. Um, and there's lots of lifts and drops of the instruments that kind of like takes you on that journey and kind of builds you up and then drops you down again and stuff. But it's, yeah, really nice behind the melody but um there is a lyric that i have tried to i've written down but i've crumpled up my paper so uh, you are the catch and i'm just caught in the net weightless and shapeless like fading silhouettes which i thought was really mm. quite wow. nice, nice. Cruising. good lyrics in the album isn't it mm. <laughs> yeah. well you freaking picked it <laughs> <laughs> like I, I read them all but yeah you know you picked it so yeah, so but that was the first time 
And, and it was the penultimate track, and it was the first time they had the ominous keys mm. starting the track, as opposed to starting with the jangly, happy, check us out, we're off to the beach, um, kind of stuff <laughs> that they had before. <laughs> Grant's just, like, laughing at me. Um, <laughs> thank no, you. It's a, it's, a, it's a description, I suppose. Well, and they literally have listened to it on the way to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. Grant, you surf or surfed? Well, look, if standing up is surfing, then oh, that's my trick. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> One more surfing than I've ever done. Well, look, yeah. So, yeah, I try to surf. I, I surf. No, I surf. Yeah, yes. you surf. I've, so, I tried it once, was so traumatised. Um, I gave myself, I was given a surfboard for Christmas. Um, and I tried to surf. Nice friend, eh? Couldn't, I can't fucking swim. Um, <laughs> well, so that's a problem. It's a terrible gift um, when I first got to Australia. So I was given a surfboard and taken up to um, somewhere in the Sunshine Coast um, and it was just an absolute disaster and I was terrified because I couldn't swim and I was getting water in my face. Um, and That's going to happen too. I wear contact lenses so I didn't so enjoy do I. that experience. So yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, it was, and I got off the board and just stormed off the beach and I was just like, and then I just gave I'd like to see that side surfboard. of you. <laughs> I'd like to witness that. Really? Storming off. Yes. Storm out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Like a pissed off George. I've got sand in my face. I've got my lens falling out. <laughs> Hair wet, freaking board. Bugger off. Water on my face. <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, imagine the board I've just got... like attached to your leg and you just Yeah, like... wasn't it attached? But so people can't see No, you it wasn't that. attached. <laughs> okay. attached. Gonna have to verbalize it. It would have been cool to see that. Would have been cool for me storming off. Yeah. Well, let me introduce you to my fiance. Um, he can explain what it's like. When I, I reckon that'd off. be a good story. I reckon he'd tell it very well, actually. Yeah. Well, he bought me the board. So. Uh, what a nice um, man. Hmm. You could buy any of us boards at any time. Well, I gave until it to my, my dimensions own. and. Easy. <laughs> I gave it Easy. to my stepdaughter instead. I was like, here, have this Terrible. board. Did she take it up with vigor? Um, not question. not immediately, <laughs> but she now lives in Mullumbimby and used to live in Byron, so mm. she would go surfing Very a few chill. times a week. Did you at least get a photo in front of the surfboard so it makes it look like you were surfing? No, yes. I took a picture of the surfboard wrapped up in Christmas paper and put it on Instagram and people went, did he buy you an ironing board? <laughs> um, and I was like, <laughs> cold. They must have been English as well. Obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, They're we... in Mud Island and it's shit in December. I'm like, what is this thing? Absolutely. Why is so, that ironing um... board so big? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. so I don't cool. surf or swim, incidentally. So, there we Very go. Cool. But I can appreciate surfy music. Mm-hmm. When that, mm. Like, ever since the Beach Boys, <laughs> I've appreciated surfy music. And you've got, um, so in Mombasa on the line, you've got, like more up sort of those uplifting the tribal rhythms and the stuff from his bass. And then it ends with school kids, pl- the sound of school kids playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some, there's some more hand claps in there for you, George, and some more percussion, more hand more clap. percussion tricks in there. George loves the hand, cla- hand claps, no matter where they come from. I do. Yeah. I love a hand clap. I love nice. hand claps. Really? Yeah. yeah. I love hand claps. We'll clap out the podcast then. Yeah. And I, yeah. Like, oh, I, like woo, I like woos and oops and, and oos and alls. This has got... This has got eus in it as well, like that almost like that African chanting style. But it kind of made me think of the Lion King a little bit. Yeah, well, Master <laughs> the Lion's a bit of a weird one on that album. Yeah, that is a weird one actually. It's a bit left of center, even the whole over the whole thing is left of center. And it's really bassy as well in the mm-hmm. beginning. Like it's got really dirty fuzzy bass, which yep. was a really nice intro. 
So, and then I think we've got the pan pipes again on that one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The, yeah. So we've it's just up and going all over the place. Yeah. Well, if we've decided it's pan pipes, there yeah. we go. That's what it is. And they can, they can correct us after the fact. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like that's one that sounds like he was in Uganda and mm. playing a track. Yeah. Yeah. So he says on that, um, I grew up in Tasmania and my grandmother lived in Uganda. For some, so for some reason, I always felt the connection to the music of Africa and how despite the oppressions of countless dictatorships, genocide yeah, and apartheid, the people of Africa always found a way to smash a drum, yelling with a giant smile, dancing barefoot in the dirt. So yeah, That's he lovely. Lo- loves that. Lovely. And he yeah comes by that inspiration. Which is why... His family roots. Yeah, and I like the fact that he has that connection to Africa and he's not mm. just appropriating something. Yeah. Absolutely. You definitely cool. don't get bands as unique as that on Triple J anymore, I feel. Like, I don't want to generalise or anything, but, like, like they're very, like, very unique band. Mm. And I, would, like, I haven't heard anything quite like them since. They were very, like, you hate using the word indie, but they were very indie at the time. Yeah, mm. they were. Sort of pioneered that mm. for us. We were like, oh, that's yeah. just a new sound. Yeah. And it feels like very DIY as well. Like, you're talking about producing it themselves yeah. and they're starting out with the tourism and then pulling the band together. So it's sort of very hands-on, you know, figuring it all out for themselves. So. It seems to be yeah. produced so well, so it's mm. a testament to them. Yeah. Well, even when they begin with Apple, it sounds really lo-fi. When they first start with the keys before mm. the percussion kicks in, it's just like a real lo-fi sound. So I wasn't sure what to expect from it. But then, especially reading about their influences being like Paul Simon, and I was like, this is lo-fi, this is weird. And then we've got like <laughs> African drumming and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going yeah. on here? And then they took, they in that first four minutes, they took me on a journey and I totally understood what they were going for. Hmm. Very cool. Cool. So do you guys have any last thoughts you want to throw in or we can go straight to your final pitch? Um, Anything we haven't covered? Or any cool stories you've Any more cool mm. stories, yeah. Mm. Well, there was one story I was thinking of where we had arrived in Byron for the first time we were like 18 I'd never been to Byron before you'd probably been yeah. a couple of times <laughs> quite the Byron free and we were like we got free accommodation above the northern like we are like this is so sick we're probably nice. rock stars going to the beach by yeah. ourselves <laughs> staying for the night how good are we obviously mm. live very sheltered lives but um, <laughs> we got upstairs and we were standing there like the sun was coming through that like upstairs sort of it's very like woody kind of attic-y feel to that upstairs area yeah. and I was standing there like I'm pretty sure I've been here before and I remember like it was in a ginger safari video and I was like Really? Yeah. Oh. It's in a um, head, head like a blender or... Wow. Yeah. I was like, this is... Nice. Then you I'm smash, in the video. You smash you're, you're a right. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> they might not be active on social media and everything now because they're not active as a band. But when I was going through their pictures on Facebook and like they're referred to as a quintet, but I could only find their two names um, for mm. like on most places. Um, but there's just pictures of all five of them having big cuddles like on the tops of the hill and stuff and i'm like that is just wholesome and cute (laughs) and they're all like rugged up in hoodies and jackets and someone's wearing a cape and you're like what are you like what are you just like where are you from yeah Yeah. i'm just assuming they're really nice guys i'm not even wearing shoes now um but yeah i just assume they're really nice guys they were they were lovely yeah Yeah. met a lot of bands in our time and they were definitely like some of the nicest Aww. Cool. There you go. Yeah. All right. Oh. So, guys, would you like to give us a final pitch for why Ginger Safari, self-titled, is eponymous, is flawless? Just, just is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have you had that one before? Short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> just is. And I reckon every song is identifiable in the album. 
So from the first five seconds, I reckon that's why it's pause as well. You know, if you've listened to it once, you're like, oh, that's that one that starts with steel drums or something. Mm -hmm. And then continues all the way through. Is There's never a dull moment, I think. Yeah, I agree. Listening to it 10 years later, it's still like, oh, didn't hear that before. And like still unpicking the parts of the songs and making use of it, which I think is Pretty amazing thing. Stands the test of time. Yeah, definitely. As for us. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully other people, yeah. if they haven't heard it, yeah. listen to it. Listen yeah, to it. Sure. And then 10 years time, get back to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sentimental value is definitely pushing it up for me. A sure, bit too. of course. Yeah, that's yeah. a good reason. Yeah, Maybe a bit good biased. Reason. <laughs> yeah, a bit biased. No, that's good. Grant, final thoughts on Ginger Safari and a thumbs up or a thumbs oh, down. There you go. Onto the surfer colleague. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, I'd never heard of these guys before and, and lots of um, familiarity around you know, the Gracelands and the drums and being African of um, by birth, <laughs> etc. So super, super familiar. And I could certainly see why they'd be surfer boys and, and, um, and the like. I thoroughly enjoyed the first, what have I got down here? Open so good up to Benzo, and you guys loved Harrison, and I didn't like oh, it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And I was like, I've got all this, and I've got, and I love just one thing, and everything else. Plagiarist as well, great, great, you know, wrapping up in, in the Bay of Fires, and at Bay of Fires, I was like, I know this is Tasmania because my wife's from Melbourne, and she's been to Bay of Fires, and she loves it. Um, but for mine, I got hung up on, on Harrison, and right. That dabbling at the end there. So yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'd listen to it again. It's awesome. It really yeah. is a cool album, but um, it's going to be a no for me on that on that basis. And it's finicky, but yes, that's just me. All right. So we want to hear? What yeah. Uh, real that opinions. was mine. So yeah. awesome. thank you. George. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, final thoughts. This, this is a upbeat, fun party dance album that I can imagine is perfect for a road trip. So um, I'm keeping yeah. it. Keeping it in my back pocket for that one. I think mm -hmm. it'd be awesome. So um, I really enjoyed their instruments uh, and the like variety that they brought to all of the different tracks. And as you were saying, like each track is identifiable in some way, which is really nice. It's not some homogenous like surf rock album where you can just put it on and forget about it. Like that you are confronted. And I liked nearly all of the songs, <laughs> but there was one which we didn't talk about which i was grateful for which um was track 10 source of denial um and despite the fact that the guitars sound like the band toto which <laughs> thoroughly enjoy um i felt like at this point it got a bit hurried and repetitive and i didn't enjoy the kind of wailing sounds through it and so i was listening to this and thought like if it was a two minute track Fair enough, but it's mm. a four and a half minute track. And I was like, okay, it's a bit too repetitive for me. But otherwise, I really enjoyed the rest of the album. And I have, even after I wrote my notes, I've been listening to it through pure pleasure um, because it's a really great album. It's mm. really uplifting. So when I needed to clean my apartment, I put it on because I was like, this is posy and it makes me <laughs> want to do a really <laughs> unposy act. So, yeah, so it's not flawless for me um, just because of Source of the Nile, but mm -hmm. it is an epic album that I think our listeners should listen to. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Mr. Liam. Yes. Over Liam. to you. Over to you. So, um, yeah, I, I think I was amazed at the variety of the instrumentation and stuff as well. I love it when – I always feel like there's a bit of a carryover between lots of different kinds of instruments, like you can pick something up. But the variety on this one is just like they must have taught themselves so many different instruments to bring in little parts of it and even just not, like not 
for a whole song, just like, oh, we just need a little bit of this in here, like the panpipes. We just need it for like 30 seconds in here. All right, I'll teach myself the panpipes. I'll figure out how to play the panpipes. So super cool all the way through, super party album, except for a couple of songs. So like Walls and I think Source of the Nile and West Coast Rock, and they were a bit down. And I was just like, I just wanted, I think you could just have nine party songs and it would just keep that party, like it feels like a live set. I think these guys were capturing a sort of a live super party vibe. Yeah. Except for those three songs, which if I was listening to it straight through, I would just go, if I skip this one, I can get back to another party song or something that's a bit more upbeat. So really loved it all the way through, except for those three. Just They weren't bad. They just didn't fit the mood that the rest of the album I thought was trying to do. So good, yeah, liked it. Liked it a lot, but couldn't give it flawless, unfortunately. Okay. But we want to thank you guys for nominating the album. Thank you very much for bringing it to us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers for having us. It's very exciting. And, mm. you know, we had two people who have literally supported this band. I'm going, yeah. oh, both flawless. Yeah, yeah. Sing them live. Oh, actually. Yeah, actually, we opened for them. We opened for them at an awesome venue. Sold out venue. So, yeah, thank you for joining us. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So, join the conversation, share, like our post, give us a rating. Every little bit helps us to find more music lovers like you. And as mentioned, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you'd like to back us, you can check us out there. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.